Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Strength and Skills Podcast, the best podcast in the world. And here's your host, Nick, and your host, Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> and we have a guest. Today it's Alessio the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. We have a topic today, um, and the topic is uh, weighted calisthenics and skills putting it all together into one like one schedule in one program and uh here are the do's and don'ts of how you do it um we asked the crowd uh what would you like to hear about it and uh we got Loads of questions about Tons it. Of questions, yeah. <laughs> so there's can... a lot of confusion about the topic. Yes. Um, first of all, first question is: Is it possible to do both? The short answer is yes. It is possible. Uh, the long answer is yeah. Let's yeah. get it on. What Should is I the long answer? answer? <laughs> so, uh, like Nick said, I think it is possible and. Most of the time, it is a very good thing to put them together. Um, most of the plans I write, actually, or I have done in the last seven years, were all uh, mixed uh, between skills and weighted. Uh, sometimes more on the side of the skills. Uh, now I'm more on the weighted side, for example. And so the, I think the, the first question you have to ask yourself when thinking about a plan where you want to put weighted and skills together is sustainability. So you want a plan that you can follow and where you can perform at every session. And that's the most important thing. If you completely go all out with weighted, you won't be able to do well on skills. If you completely go out on skills, you won't be able to uh, do well on your weighted side. So that's the first and most important thing. Second of all, priorities. So set your priorities. Um, do you, like, what is more important for you? Is getting that 1RM uh, pull-up or getting the planche, for example? So think about what is most important and plan the workout uh, as follows. And third of all, uh, the thing you, with, where it starts to get complicated is uh, frequency. So how often do you train what? And we will talk extensively about that today, I think. Definitely. Um, and how do you split it? Because there's many ways to split it. There's uh, ways that are smart <clears throat> and ways that are less smart. And yeah, I think um, we're a good group here to talk about it. So Nick is mostly uh, in the weighted scene. Uh, he did a lot of weighted. Alessio uh, did a lot of skills for a long, long time. And I still try to. And still <laughs> tries to, but... While, just... while having a couple of competitions here and there, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh... But now he's into weighted. Yeah. That's yes. that's the thing where he does the competitions now. Yeah. And uh, so this is pretty interesting as uh, Dennis is very much into skills and mm -hmm. into coaching that and I'm very much into weighted and coaching that and then there is Alessio who's the actual the athlete who's uh, doing it what we are planning so uh, so I'm the guinea pig yes mm. <laughs> <laughs> happy happy guinea pig so here is yeah 
the yeah the all around yeah. view of the, what we are going to talk about now. All right. Um, as you already said, um, it's a lot about how you uh, schedule it all up, uh, how you manage fatigue. Mm -hmm. That's that's I think that's the most important thing exactly. in there. As Absolutely. when you, when you go all out in it, it, it doesn't matter what you, something else will suffer definitely for sure. sure yeah so um while programming stuff like that you should keep your ego very very quiet and very low that's the most important thing here um and what dennis already said with the prior prioritizing with that stuff mm -hmm. is also very important so It is okay to have like maybe four goals in one in one block of training, mm -hmm. but to train for like six goals, like I want to do weighted pull-ups, I want to do weighted dips, I do want to do my squats, and I want my planche, and, and I want front my front lever, lever and I still want my Hanson push-ups, <laughs> and I want my Victorian, and I want to do my Hefesto, but still doing my one-arm pull-up. Yeah, you can do that, but it won't work for very long, and you probably get injured. Yeah. Soon you can say bye bye to your yeah. to your uh, to your bicep tendon, to your <laughs> elbows, your wrist, <laughs> your elbows everything. and wrist. Yeah. So when you schedule stuff like that up, yeah, when you, when you do the real programming for stuff like that, you have to keep a mind in mind um, that there are tendons and ligaments that are used in that time in a very very intensive way especially when doing skills so skills are very very lig ligament heavy uh yeah. skills like planche especially and they take a longer time to recover um well weighted weighted skills usually are less stressful on the ten tendon level i wouldn't say so i mean it depends i think when when you are in like very very high um weight low rep ranges For sure, that's not, it. and that's the thing. But if you work like in a vo you're in a volume block, and you work with uh, light weights and um, and lighter weights, I think it's it's less stressful on the tendons, at least for a while. Of course, in your third or fourth week of a program, it's it can start to get very very hard, and it could be the time for a deload. I think uh, the skills usually you hold. A skill not for too long and it's very very stressful uh, especially like uh, on the elbow or when it's especially the planche and I think the one arm pull up the two yeah. movements that are Absolutely. super super stressful and cause most uh, most injuries yeah, um, and the Hefesto but I mean yeah or, or iron cross but those are yeah. pretty special let's say um, and those you really have to uh, be be thoughtful of i mean uh we can put some down some exercises so i think there are a few exercises that go very well together and i think that's a thing many people forget so we can start with the easiest example which is the one arm pull up mm -hmm. and talk a bit about that uh so principally um when i schedule one arm pull up for clients 
I use um, weighted pull-ups for 90% of the work they do. So weighted pull-ups are the key to a one-arm pull-up. If someone's able to pull up at least 80% to 90% of their body weight, you can do some uh, like you can do some technique work and um, try to get more specific with the one-arm pull-up. But before that, it makes no sense to do like very, very specific one-arm pull-up work. Like you can do archers uh, with rings, for example. It's an exercise I very much like, but I only use it with not a lot of sets and principally um, not high rep ranges just to learn the technique and the right activations mm -hmm, while the whole strength work is done with uh, weighted pull-ups because they're way easier to progress. So, Progressing on a one-arm pull-up is so difficult if you only uh, use the movement that there's so many compensations possible. Like the one-arm pull-up is one of the movements where most people do compensate with everything. You compensate with your leg, you compensate by, by turning in, you compensate with a little kip, with the hand, with the shoulder, uh, and in the closing of the movement, you can do that with a strict pull-up or like it's easier to see and easier to recognize where the weak points are. You can work specifically specifically on them while working on the one-arm pull-up, like archers with mm -hmm. good activation or closing the movement or isometric holds in certain angles. Um, but the main work is done in weighted pull-ups. So you're progressing in what weighted pull-ups, you're getting stronger, you want to rem is getting higher, and you're doing the specific work, which helps you to, as soon as you try your first uh, one-on pull-up, it will look good. You will have the right activations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing uh, with weighted and skills, I think, generally. Uh, you can get a lot stronger once you have the one-on pull-up, just by doing pull-ups, like you can upper the reps, but if you want to do it in a certain way and uh, without any compensation at all, specific work is always required. Yeah. And so I think that, that sums up, like it's a good example. Some other examples aren't as easy, but we'll talk about them later, yeah. later maybe planche or so that's very, very special. So to sum it up, in the end, it's um, a good way to start with pull-ups or chin-ups yeah. weighted mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, to build up a base mm -hmm. where you come from. And um, once you have a decent base, yeah. you, you can also in, implement some Integrate, stuff yeah. uh, that goes to yeah, get the technique right. Mm -hmm. And then once you have the enough strength and the technique gets better, you get more into all this stuff to get better at the one I'm pulling. Exactly. So I would say that's the proper way to do so. Mm -hmm. And that, that's also the way how you should, yeah, you, you can work with a lot of, of uh, stuff like that. Um, it, it goes the same with like handstand push-ups. Yeah. So you can use like weighted dips to get stronger for handstand push-ups. I would say military press even better. Okay. I would, no, I would no, come to that, that yeah. to, to, to yeah. build that even uh, the, up. The, the beginning, and yeah. then then comes um, you can also bring in the pipe push-ups, mm -hmm. advanced pipe push-ups, um, handsome push-ups on the wall, and also of course the um, overhead press. Mm -hmm. you know? So you can mix all that up to build 
the strength for the, for for a skill. Mm. But what you always have to keep in mind, once you build up the strength, then you have to learn the skill. And yeah. in the end, exactly. it's a skill. Um, and that's a very important point. This is not us saying do the weighted stuff and you get the skills as a present. That's not I the case. I don't think that actually happens very often. I mean, it does happen. It, it, it happens, does but happen. it happens, but I think it would be... It's, it's rare, yeah. It's yeah. very yeah. rare. Yeah. So how was it for you yeah. when you started? So that's, that's something most people are very, very scared of. Yeah. When once they have their skills, yes. they don't want to lose it when they start also weighted training because it, there's a lot of people doing it the other way around, like as you Absolutely. did, coming from the skills side and going into weighted. How was it for you? Did you lose strength on skills? So I mean, I came from a background where I was doing mostly uh, skills. Mm -hmm. Of course, like you know, if you ask me, weighted is a is a natural part. Of calisthenics mm -hmm. because at some point when you start doing pull-ups you start getting good at them and you start wrapping out 20 of them you try to seek a new challenge so for me you know being in a gym with some discs or laying around putting on some weight is the first thing to do um so for me when i started and i started uh, getting a bit more into weighted uh when I, when i got serious about weighted when i consciously decided to do some competitions especially in street lifting um that's when i came to you nick um One of the things I first told you is, yeah, I want to be able to do a 70 kilo pull up and a 120 kilo dip, but I do not want to lose and a 160 kilo squat, but I do not want to lose the planche. <laughs> Because, uh, it, I remember that. It's yeah. sweat and tears and days of agony to get it. And it's something that you really don't want to lose. Um, and my short answer is that you don't have to. So for me, it was, it was really cool to actually start. Um, and I, what I really liked is that, uh, I adopted a plan that allowed me actually to keep the planche by treating it as something which you don't train every day. Um, the way I see skills, when it, especially when it comes to planche or front lever, is these are I treat them as one rep maxes. Uh, especially when it comes, I mean, I'm not talking about uh, people like uh, Matteo Pirano, uh, who, who wraps out to <laughs> seven or eight, one, like one arm pull ups yeah. just for he, training. He's, he's an interesting example uh, about like one arm pull up work. He's an interesting uh, example about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the coach really experimented a lot. And for example, yeah. I think for, for the specific T thing, like. I know he he trained he stopped training one arm pull up for almost a year like yeah. specifically, and only did like specially uh, weighted pull ups. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, if I can remember correctly, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Matteo. Principally, um, after the year, he started trying the one arm pull up uh, rep max again, yeah. and I think before it was like somewhere between nine and ten or even higher and then he had like uh six or seven reps yes uh depending I, I after it was the not, year was not long time ago yeah actually. yeah that he posted it and and i thought it, it was really fascinating and nice to see something like yes. that like and then he started training specifically for it again and then, but like not a lot just not a lot that's that's absolutely. the thing people think they need to start wrapping out one arm pull-ups When I trained a lot of one-arm pull-ups, I had one weighted session and one one-arm pull-up session. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a little technical work on another day for one-arm pull-ups. But it was like three sets to maximum five sets of one-arm yeah. pull-up work actually a week. And I managed to 
upper my my max or my one-arm pull-up from six kilos to 10 kilos in three yeah. months only by mostly working on weighted stuff and there was the same thing not doing a lot of work was hit but his max of one-arm pull-ups in the tests at the end of the month went from six in to back to 10 or even higher in just a few yeah there was a, a sort months. of like a rebound effect yeah exactly um no, I completely agree. Yeah. And for me, as I said, talking about normal people here. So <laughs> when I started and I said, I want to keep my front level, I want to keep my planche. Um, you know, I we incorporated it in the in the plan as something that we trained as a complementary part. Mm-hmm. So in the in the same way that we implemented, you know, where the pull ups, where the dips. Um, so we blend in the specific work of the skill in the normal planning and we did but i rarely maxed out and went on you know tried to hold a five seconds full mm-hmm, planche mm-hmm. um as i said before that's for me i see it as a one rep max training which you yeah. don't do randomly every day or one day or you should not definitely do it mm-hmm. uh but at the time that i really wanted to do it i actually managed um there was this one time just a few months ago after my after there was a bit of uh, dieting to get in shape for the competition in barcelona at the Arnold classics um my personally my one arm pull up is just like my planche is very dependent on the time of the year mm-hmm. <laughs> if i have like five six kilos more in winter is a bit more difficult to get there but usually in summer it gets a bit easier um i think this is going to be one of the talking points later on as well yeah but um you know after a full season of weighted and i we basically kept training one arm pull up specific work um, for the first, I think, two to three months. And then the second, in the last second part of the preparation, so the one closer to the competition, uh, I basically nullified mm, that plan. Yeah. You know, we did not work on that. You cut it all out. It was, yeah. you know, specificity is key. So yeah. we just worked intensively on the four lifts. Yeah. But one day I was talking to one guy in the gym and, uh, you know, kids come and is like, oh, yeah, can you do a one-arm pull-up? And I was like, you know what? I haven't tried in like a very long time. Just hold that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I could do three Mm -hmm. so I wrapped out three not gonna lie not very clean one-arm pull-ups but I could Mm -hmm. Uh, and this comes exactly to you know to confirm what you guys said before so if you if you do some uh, weighted work that is complementary to the skill I think it's really really yeah what people need to understand here is something when you do weighted and you come back to the skills it's not that the skill is completely lost or something. No, in the in the beginning, of course, it won't look as perfect as uh, as it may may have been before, especially when you really cut it out before yeah. what we did in preparation for this competition. Um, but that's just getting back into a skill, and that's pretty normal. Yeah, you will even have that when you didn't squat for like two or three months and you come back, it, it won't be the best squat in the first session. That's completely normal. Yeah. But once you're into it for like four weeks again, then you you probably have the same uh, ability to, to do the skills as you had before. And maybe it depends a little bit on how you did the programming and all that stuff, but it can be that you you are even stronger because the base you have built up in that time is even better now. And that's a very important point. People um, yeah, tend to forget yeah. a lot of times as the bigger your glass is, the better you can fill it up with water. And that's a very important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think... 
Exactly, like talking about modern pull-up is a very, very easy example. Planche is a bit harder because it's uh, harder to generally um, maintain it as a movement because it's more complex. But, but, even, but though, I think, yeah, even though, even if you though... do enough handstand push-ups especially or 90 degree handstand push-ups which are amazing for planche but without even going that far yeah. i mean i completely agree with you yeah. and i'm one of those who yeah, actually yeah. does the 90 degrees because yeah. it's one of my favorite skills mm -hmm. but um pseudo planche push-ups mm -hmm. very low taxation yeah. on the ligaments yeah it, because it, in the end it's not a fully straight arm mm -hmm. exercise mm -hmm. but at the same time you constantly remind your body your muscle memory that you know that's there yeah, so you yeah. constantly work yeah. on the same body parts and the same muscles and the same tendons without taxing them a lot. Same from front lever. Front yeah. lever pulls. Tuck front lever pulls. Just, you know, it's in the end, it's a quite a heavy row, yeah. if yep. you ask me. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's how I planned your, yeah. your, your, your program. That, that was exactly it. Yeah, being there and uh, thinking about, okay, how can we use these skills that we have to um, complement the weighted stuff we have to do in competition. So what we did was basically easily putting in stuff like that to complement the weighted stuff. So there is definitely something that you can use it to complement each other. Yeah. And that's very important to understand, I think. I mean, a front lever pull-up executed well is just a body weight row at the end. So, and- Very true. Yeah. It is, can, it is. You can use an advanced tuck if you can do it full and like have high rep numbers too. Work well on it, keep your strength. I know um, I learned a lot of skills uh, for like for two years. I mostly worked on skills. So I had to set my priorities. For example, I stopped training legs mm -hmm. and I stopped training weighted. Uh, for the most part, I just had some light um weighted stuff at once a week for example and really just focused on skills got much better over time um learned a lot of new skills and at the end of this cycle let's say i started going towards weighted again uh, a bit more more and more and the moment i started going towards weighted i needed like i started putting some skills away, some especially very specific movements like Iron Cross or Hephaesto, which are just there to hurt you for the most part. <laughs> and, uh, I was about to say, uh, that's, so, that's so, some next level. Uh... Yeah. So those, like, you can't really treat Hephaesto as a curl at the end of a workout. I tried, but... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's... My biceps tendon. Uh, it's... Um, it's very like, and when you start doing weighted stuff, and especially now where I train weighted three times a week and squat two times a week. Yeah, yeah it's good uh, that, that it's, you're taking more time with me now. Yeah, exactly. I, I, Nick, I, Nick is patting Dennis yeah. on the back. Yeah, exactly. It's his influence. No. I influence him to do also yeah. squats. Yeah, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah, my, my skill work now is like reduced to a minimum. I do some full planche leans just like to to um, lift or lift the, the full planche without holding it. I do a lot of uh, loop end work since I like it because the thing is um, you can maintain very well like the, the shoulder strength you can maintain it very very well uh, with weighted especially exactly when you do um, a lot of handstand push-ups. Mm -hmm. The hip 
is often the problem in the planche. It always is the problem. And very yeah. und, like not underrated, yeah. but it's something yeah. that people know less about. I yeah, think, exactly. Me. So yeah, yeah the, the, if you're not from Italy. Yeah. If you're not <laughs> in, in Italy, everyone knows how, how to planche and how you should activate your hip. Yeah. But a, a planche is not a planche if if you you're like your lower back sacks in and you don't have the right contraction in, in the glutes and legs. And that Uh, you need to work specific, like you need a lot of specific work for it. And band Absolutely. work is, is very, very good, for example, to maintain that. And mm -hmm. of course, it won't be as good. Uh, and I notice that I have a harder time with my with my hips, especially now. But it's the price you pay. And in case like I can just upper a bit of work, if I see everything works well mm -hmm. and my performance is where it should be and it's all right. And my weighted one-on one -on pull-ups, I do two sets now, uh, once a week with six kilograms to maintain. And it works. Like, they work every Absolutely. time. And, like, if they feel great, especially if I, uh, last, last month, I had deadlifts the day before. And after deadlifts, the one-on pull-ups were a nightmare. So <laughs> that's, that's one of the things that you have to start to look at. To uh, yeah. how just... how taxating some movements are like after deadlifts everything is an uh, yeah uh, after deadlifts <laughs> everything is an yeah uh, I, I I couldn't agree more I, I felt like pull ups and pull ups and, and chin ups worked but one on pull up it was just like it just, just didn't work <laughs> like body weight one on pull ups were were like kind of difficult and that's yeah. yeah but sometimes that's also a weapon you can use. As uh, sometimes it's good to be pre-fatigued for something. Mm -hmm. um, it depends on how your level is on it. Yeah, um, definitely. If if you're good at it, it's a, a very good way to uh, make it feel hard for you. But it's actually it isn't. As for you, maybe mm -hmm. uh, a one-arm pull-up is not a big thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, doing it after deadlifts, uh, body weight one-arm pull-up is a thing. Yeah. So. Sometimes that's even a good thing to improve on stuff like that. You just do it pre-fatigued. Yeah. And that's, that's something uh, we shouldn't underestimate here. Um, and another thing I would like, love to talk about, because a lot of people asked us when we came here now, um, choosing the right days and the right selection for... Yeah, when to do which movement. So that's something most people, I think they just lack in it. Mm -hmm. uh, that That's actually, that's the reason why you need a coach because you just not can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what would be the best thing for, in your opinion to, uh, do, yeah, to, to, to just schedule up A program? Would you go for this classic band arm, uh, band arm days or straight arm days, or how would you structure stuff like that? So, um, okay, first of all, it really depends on the client. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, it is, and how often, like, can he train? How often has he generally trained? Like, how long has he trained for? Because like some people work better like with higher frequency training or lower fr frequency training. If you have more training days, 
it's easier to split it up uh, generally than less unless you have to get very exotic with uh, with mixing exercises let's say uh like if <laughs> you would so see true. if you would see my plan right now or the day i just did it's it's very very special um same here <laughs> uh, i mean I, I think i start off with squats and i go to one arm pull-ups then i have uh, alternating weighted dips weighted chin-ups and then i have leg extension and leg curl like that's that's like a full body yeah that's like a Pull, yeah, push, yeah. mix uh, with skills yeah. and weighted. Yeah. But, but it works <laughs> very well because the... Ah, because the, it's tailored yeah. to you. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, the squats, they don't fatigue me. Uh, like the, the squats I do today, like it's high volume. Mm -hmm. I don't feel tired after them and I can do all the other that's stuff. That's just not well. enough weight. That's not just... <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for but, this. But you can't tell me there yeah. are squats which are not tired again. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> they need to not be too hard because otherwise I wouldn't be able to do uh, my yeah, other yeah. other 10 Fair sets. Enough. And that's that's the thing. If, if you... Like if I would go all out mm -hmm. on the squats, of course I won't be able to do anything. But I prefer doing squats twice and the second time it's only legs, like I have only leg day, where my squats are way harder, and I have deadlifts too on that day, generally. And uh, yeah, well, coming back to your question, how, how would I, how would I uh, split it up? So um, let's say somebody trains on four days, or let's say with legs or without legs. I would, I would prefer to do it with legs, as I think that's something very important. Alessio, did you notice that you are not able to do any skills anymore because you're training legs now? I mean, no, to be. What, what's your one rep max in back squats right now? In back squats, uh, well, I mean, I, we haven't tested since a couple of like one month or so, but one month ago in Barcelona, I did a 161 rep max. Um, went for the 170, did not go as well, but I think I, I'm, I would say that I would be around 165 right now. All right. Um, All right. just out of my own, uh, experience. Um, I did not lose pretty much anything. Um, so my planche is still there, my straddle planche, not by Italian standards. I'm pretty sure Dennis would have a lot to say <laughs> about my hips, but you know, my planche is still there. And um, we have to actually, say for that, he's not training the planche. I am mostly not training the planche. We're just doing man like uh, maintaining. I'm trying to do some uh, maintaining exercises, well, you know, a couple of times a week. As I said before, pseudo planche push-ups. I do a lot of Hanson uh, and hands. I mean, Hanson is basically my warm-up. I, I do <laughs> it to warm up a couple of uh, four to five sets of 20 seconds, 25 seconds, yeah. and a few drills. Um, what I do use as a skill throughout my workouts, which is basically a, a key part of my workout is handstand push-ups, freestanding handstand push-ups and, uh, 90 degrees. We're training, yeah. training a very specific goal to go for the 10 reps of handstand freestanding 90 degrees push-ups. So little bit um, if you ever hear this, he's <laughs> coming for you. Little bit <laughs> <laughs> Watch your back. Um, but yeah, so, you know, basically it's a bit of everything sparse throughout the workout, not particularly taxing my body in any way. Uh, we don't go for maximum wrapping out. Um, it just blends in, in the daily work, in the daily mm -hmm. grind. Yeah. yeah. But hey, to answer your question, no, I mean, pretty much I haven't lost anything. So my planche is still there, push-ups, handstands, <clears throat> pretty much still there. One arm pull-up is probably the thing that I still have, but I don't 
rep out two or three, I could do one mm -hmm. round. Um, is but that's, for, I mean, yeah, the thing is, uh, I think lucky. it's very weight dependent and maybe yes. that will be the next topic. So yeah, 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 we will talk about that. Yeah. But uh, coming back to this, yeah. how to structure stuff. like So that. I'll just go with one example of uh, one of, of uh, my clients. He has um, one arm pull-up, planche, front lever, squats, pull-ups, and dips in it. Right. So I'm very, very... Uh, Do you know him? Nine, Jan. Right. Jan. Okay. So, Jan's, and this was the plan before hi Jan, uh, <laughs> before his um, peaking for a competition he has now. So after this plan, it's it's already a bit more specific on the pull and dip, and afterwards it went completely to like pull, dip, squat, and bench. Uh, so generally, um, of course, if you peak for a weighted competition, you have to take the the. Uh, skills work out completely at some point, let's say maybe the last two weeks before you can still keep it kind of in, but the workouts start getting so long and the rest time so long, you just don't have time and you don't want to do uh, like your your two holds for advanced planche or, or front lever. It's not, <laughs> it's not very useful. So yes, yeah, for example, um, on the first day, um, one on pull-up work, um, advanced tuck planche work, front lever work, and then he has a pull-up, alternating with dips. And then he has some technique work for handstand push-ups, so just negatives, even though he can do uh, do them free, because like he wouldn't be able at this point in the workout to do them uh, free, but he can still um, have some quality volume. And at the end, he has uh, something for the rotator cuffs, or so some rotator cuff work, just to stay healthy. Um, and then he has rest on the second day. So I took a four-day plan. I can like go with a more complex like plan that I, for example, had last month that goes on six of eight days. Um, Never heard of an eight-day yeah, plan. It's, it's something special. <laughs> huh? I actually wrote That's sometimes a, yeah. uh, something for fourteen days. It's okay. possible. Yeah, Jesus, it's possible. Lord. Yeah. So second day he has some very uh, light muscle-up work just to get into the movement again, some squats, and then pull-ups, bench press, and free handstand push-ups, and like curl. Um, then again, a day of rest, and a fifth day, muscle-up, pull-up, dip, planche work, and front lever work. And on the sixth day, which is uh, handstand push-ups, squats, RDLs, uh, dragon flag, and then some rotator cuff work. All so right. that's one example. Uh, of, but of, of a plan where you can mix everything and it goes together very well. It's mm -hmm. always push and pull mixed so you can really recover from it. And you have a lot of skills uh, while doing pull-ups and dips and without really having uh, a performance, uh, losing performance on, on yeah. dips. And after, after this plan and the, the peaking that came afterwards, like even though we didn't work a lot on pull-ups and dips, he broke tons of PRs. Like every PR he had, he yeah, broke yeah. like for over 12 kilograms or so on the dip. Wow, which that's is pretty cool. yeah. And he has worked mostly on skills. So that's something I noticed too. If you work on skills very hard, and like my, I worked a lot of one on pull ups, my weighted pull up was stronger before I 
actually work for it more before I started yeah. working. Like yeah. even though I haven't done a weighted pull up in almost a year or never went over yeah. 80% of my RM, I had a higher one RM just by doing yeah. a lot of one arm pull ups. Yeah, I, I see that a, with yeah. a lot of people too. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it works until a certain level. Mm -hmm. So um, if you have like people who are doing really high numbers, Mm -hmm. They will. You will reach once you will reach a point where you don't uh, complement that that much anymore. Mm -hmm. But that's completely normal. As yeah. w once you reach a point where you don't really profit from weighted pull-ups for your front lever or something. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the point where you're that deep into one thing that you probably don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That that's it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for the guy who asked about, for the people who asked about bent arm strength and straight arm strength, yeah. I mean, in the end, if you ask me, that's just another way of, of splitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a a plan, right? You can have lower body, upper body. You can have push or pull. Yeah. You can have full body push, full body pull. I mean, this is bent arm strength and straight arm strength is something very very specific when it yeah. comes to skills. Yeah, I think exactly. That's that's what I think too. Like. You can talk about straight arm and bend arm skills when you do purely uh, skills Pure work. skills, exactly. Because yeah. other, like everything that's weighted, it's, it's bend arm work. So, like essentially, uh, and yeah, you can have a day where you, you do like your holds in your planches, for example, and your holds in your front lever, and then you can have the second day where uh, you have your planche push-ups and yeah. your front lever pull-ups. I, for example, worked uh, very long with a plan that was structured in that way and at the end of the second day i had more weighted stuff in the end let's say at the end of the day and then i had one day off and then i started with straight straight arm stuff yeah mostly of course it wasn't purely but if you take like front lever and planche it works well splitting them up in yeah in a straight arm and, and in, in the end we, we should not forget this is not uh rocket science this mm -hmm. is just strength training and it's exactly. not that different to uh, program that stuff. Uh, the only thing is uh, choosing the right progressions for your goal mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, hitting the right RPE with the right progressions, with the right uh, hold times when it comes to statics. Yeah? And yeah. when it comes to all the bent arm strength things, yeah, of course, in the beginning, um, you probably, when you learn a handstand push-ups, it's definitely like an RPE 10 when mm -hmm. you do one rep and you probably can't do For a sure. second one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's pretty normal learning a skill. Yeah. So um, what you have to have in mind is that's the, the next point on the list, um, managing re regeneration. So that, that's something that's very important. We had that in the beginning. So um, having too many goals leads to very <laughs> very big fatigue <laughs> and um and very poor results if you ask it, yeah. yeah actually if you if you want to hunt like 10 rabbits you probably don't get one yeah uh so make make yeah, yeah. prioritize something and uh but when you have your program make sure it's not too much and most of the time especially when you mix up weight and skills, yeah. it's better to 
to do less than you thought. <laughs> I think um, like regard regarding like how to plan and mixing stuff. Like if you mix stuff, like the exam plan example I brought, it's extremely important. You have somebody looking over and looking that you're doing the stuff right and the performance is not falling down. I think that's super, super important, especially if you start mixing stuff. And yeah. even if like you have set days, like you have your leg day and you use it as a rest day from the upper body, you have to be careful what you put in. Because if in your leg day you put in deadlift and RDL, the next day your pull up will be shit or probably. Yeah, because so it won't be as good as if uh, you maybe put the, the, the squat and or you put only squats in and other skills and you put the deadlift on another day where it doesn't compromise uh, yeah. the, the pulling strength of the day after. So do you like mixing more or having set days or it's different like for every every client you have generally? Uh, actually for me, I, I do I do different for every client, mm -hmm. uh, but most of the time I do mix stuff up. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I, I, I don't see it from, uh, oh, this is a skill day view mm -hmm. and this is a strength day view yeah. and this is my lower body day view mm -hmm. or something. Um, I, I just don't like that because for me it's strength training yeah. and everything in there can, can complement each other. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it's, I look where are the weaknesses of an athlete. Mm -hmm. um, how do we get rid of that? Mm -hmm. um, of course, where are the goals? Uh, yeah. So for, for uh, as an example for Alessio right now, um, we are on a, on a focus for uh, weighted stuff. So for the big four lifts mm -hmm. as uh, they are in the competitions, like that's the muscle up. Mm -hmm. the dip the pull or chin up you can decide and the back squat so all these four exercises are definitely in the plan and the focus lies on that but we also have our work where we do some stuff for planche front lever and the one arm pull up yeah. how does it look like okay. like kind of maybe so, oh, I, so, so. It, it, I looked at it and I thought okay how, how can we boost like the um, the pull up mm -hmm. by the front lever work, mm -hmm. and that's what we did. So that's the same what we did with uh, the work for the one arm pull up. How can we use the work for the skill to boost the um, the, the 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 chin up work for him? Exactly. So that 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 was my plan for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, from from what, what what we see right now in this block, it works pretty well. So um, I'm also always a big fan of uh, having like the big six movements for the body, mm -hmm. like uh, pushing overhead, pulling mm -hmm. overhead, pushing um, horizontal and pulling horizontal. Mm -hmm. And also the same for um, the lower body, having uh, pull and push for the lower body. In. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my, 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 my starting point. And... Um, when I go into uh, programming, um, that these these six things I always want to make sure people do it. 
So in this case for Alessio, he's pretty well enhanced in push-ups. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> uh, that's his overhead pushing thing. So mm -hmm. we, for him, I don't think we have a overhead press. I think press we have a military press as well. New first time of doing doing it in uh, in in this block actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I mean, a typical example of transfer from skills. I mean, I I don't know what the standards are for a military press for the average Joe, but I mean, I started with sixty five kilos times eight reps without a problem, which is basically almost my body weight. Yeah, uh, coming That's from. Crazy coming from uh, a background where basically I've been doing handstand push-ups mm -hmm. for reps. So yeah. freestanding as a push-ups, yeah. like six to eight reps, two times a week, three, yeah. four sets. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, that's something that complements mm -hmm. each other very, very well. And it's you something, get... something I noticed too, yeah. um, especially if gripped pretty narrowly. Yes. If I grip it wider, uh, it's a whole other story. Completely agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm a narrow gripper. Yeah. I, have a, I have a very specific technique in my handstand push-ups. Mm -hmm. I grip narrow. Um, I let. I don't open my elbows. I don't flare my elbows mm -hmm. out wide, which means so you're very, very um, dominant tricep pusher. Yes. Mostly. Yeah. That that's something yeah. why we use it that exactly. much mm -hmm. because in this case we have to perform the dips in the competition, mm -hmm. and we are using this skill yeah. to boost his dip performance as he's pretty well in handstand push-ups. Mm -hmm. And um, to boost even the handstand push-ups a little bit more, we use the uh, OHP. Yeah. And um, this, all this together even boosts the dips even more. Yeah. And that, that, that was where I wanted to go with this. Um, you just have to keep in mind, okay, what, what are we using now to boost something? And that's very individual. You, Absolutely. It, yes. You can't do that with everybody. Yeah. The, like, for example, for me, I'm one-on-one, same as Alessio, I think. I'm very, very strong in handstand push-ups. I do my dips now very narrow, and they're super tricep-heavy. While the overhead press, I do them wide, since I don't do many handstand push-ups now, mm -hmm. to, like, to get more of the pure shoulder strength in, for example. Okay. And have, like, both in. I have the one for uh, using mostly tricep for dips, and shoulders in the in the uh, military press since so i have both groups in but i think more uh in planning i work a lot with certain muscle groups um even in skills and set certain um sets or volumes for certain mu uh, muscle groups so and cover the whole body which at the end it is very very similar to the yeah, you have horizontal movement, you have vertical move, yes. uh, vertical pulling, pushing, horizontal pulling, pushing, yeah. and yeah. I, I do the same in, yeah. for, for, for mm -hmm. all this. I, I implement yeah. all of this together yeah. and then build up the program. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I also look for the perfect volume for a person, but mm -hmm. that's always very individual yeah. from what I see. Yeah. Uh, so, of totally, course, yeah. it's when you look into the science, the science always says, yeah, you have to have like 20 to 30 mm -hmm. uh, um, sets for one muscle group a week. Mm -hmm. um, and when you look at different athletes, some can have yeah, much, more much more for more, different yeah. muscle groups yeah, and some less. And yeah. it's very individual. And you see yeah. that over time. So the longer you work with an athlete, the better you know him and the better you can implement stuff like mm -hmm. that. Is completely individual for him and his needs and where you want to take him. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I wouldn't say there's a big answer 
I think that's mm-hmm. uh, one of the points in which I don't often like this answer, but that's one of the points where genetics come a bit into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, genetics have, are always. I mean, you have people like uh, Manuel Caruso, who mm-hmm. can is just a pooling monster. I mean, yeah. of course, is is really good at everything, but you know, probably he can sustain more pooling work without. If you give that word to me, I yeah. probably get tendonitis within we, three days. We wrote some. <laughs> we wrote. Uh, we wrote some plans for Manuel Caruso. Actually, yeah. uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it was your yeah, plant, yeah. yeah. You, you can. Ciao, Manuel. Yeah, ciao, Manuel. Yeah. Uh, we, you can throw pretty much everything at him. Uh, what's what's pulling with pushing? You have to be very very careful, though. For example, and, and for that's me, actually that's yeah. one of the things. I mean, as, as we say, the good things. Yeah. One of the things that happens to me that I personally have to watch out a lot is um, my biceps tendon. Yeah. Um, it's something that whenever the moment that I do something stupid or I tend to uh, put a little more stress on my biceps because maybe, you know, I've uh, been doing some deadlifting, as mm-hmm. I said before, always makes things <laughs> complicated. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, more specific one arm pull up work and then you throw in some planches as well. Mm-hmm. Plus the heavy dips and the heavy pull ups, you know, for me, that's one of the things that genetically it is, mm-hmm. I'm a bit less advantaged in yeah, yeah of course i think we're kind of we're the same build plus so that's one of the things yeah. where my body screams alarm the most mm, said, yeah. right yeah and that, that's something you just have to find out for the athlete so yeah. there were people who were asking uh if you, if, how, how do you manage this fatigue there, there's not not a big plan for this there is just having the athlete yeah. and seeing what he can take yeah and sure. that's it and, and that, that's for every different muscle group. And that's in the end, that, that what makes a good coach. Not having all the science programs, and which maybe doesn't even work for an, for an individual. Yes, these things are the base. Yeah. But you have to adapt for every person in every single lift individual. Yeah. And that's a big, big point for that. All right. We have... I think one last thing. Mm-hmm. That's a sacred growl. Uh, that, <laughs> like, that, that, that's something. Is it better to be bulky or is it better to be skinny? I would say it depends. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you have like very strong athlete. If you look at uh, Matthew, yeah, the guy who dips nearly 200 right now, um, Hi, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still able to do a dead planche yeah. at his body weight of nearly 100 kg. I think, I think it's around that. 100, yeah. yeah. And he, yeah we did see did, that did live. Did you see that in Barcelona? When yeah, he did that? that was course. impressive. You know, the moment when everybody after the competition starts pulling around around the bars and yeah, then yeah. he drops in and does a dead planche just because... Yeah. And the man weighs more than 100 kilos. Yeah. So. And that, that was impressive, in my, in my opinion. Okay. So if you look at... Pere, for example, he's pretty ah, heavy too, Pere. and and his front lever skills are still crazy. I mean, the guy so, is so. another genetic monster. Pere, you bastard! It was at this moment when this episode <laughs> came. Okay, this piece of shit, that piece of shit, and all genetically gifted. <laughs> yeah, but in the end, it depends on how strong you are. If mm. if you if you are completely a monster in something, you definitely can handle some more body weight. Yeah. So for you, it probably doesn't matter how much you weigh on the handstand push-ups. No, actually, that's one of the things we're really. It, it, I feel it a little bit in the beginning, but then it kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. Then it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. So for most of the people, 
they perform best in between like 12 and 15 percent of body yeah body More fat than, yeah so if you're in that range you're probably pretty safe um when it comes to weighted stuff it's also the same thing it depends a little bit on the lift the muscle up and the pull up definitely are easier if you're a little bit lighter but mm, the absolutely. dip and the squat are definitely something that yeah you can tackle by having a, a nice winter coat around your body yeah <laughs> yeah and and that's it yeah so to to have that well rounded for the competition it definitely makes sense to to be be in between 12 and 15 again i think if you ask out. me like the priorities here come again into play mm, right yeah so what is your priority yeah. your priority is holding a 10 seconds perfect iron cross okay maybe being uh, around 20 percent body fat or you know having <laughs> having <laughs> legs uh like eddie hall is not gonna help you that much you know uh, but Sorry. That's it. Yeah. Again, so if, yeah. if you want to be someone who is able to do all of this stuff, not perfect, but being pretty good at everything, I think you're in this range, you're pretty yeah. safe usually. Yeah. But And I still think like everyone has a weight where he can probably perform best. best and that's extremely individual. Completely and agree with that. And was around a certain weight for almost five or six years and felt very good at it and could perform extremely well. But I wanted to try to change that up and see if I can maybe, like, if I was limiting myself just with the body weight. And notice now I'm seven kilograms heavier and um, everything but front lever and planche is stronger. And those will just take a longer time to adapt because like, I, I gained the weight in five to six months, one kilogram a yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that for, for such complex movements is, of course, taxating. And especially starting with legs and stuff, it takes time. But uh, when cutting down at a certain point to a weight that was higher before I started, but with more lean mass... I'm sure that I will be stronger. Just yeah. generally, it's a very stronger. interesting yeah. point. Actually, I meant yeah. to ask you this because yeah. you were the guy who actually um, you started. I saw you doing very very clean reps of one arm pull ups with mm -hmm. additional weight. So yeah. you know you yeah. started with the one kilo, with the yeah. two kilos, three kilos, four kilos. I don't know yeah. how up you went at some point, but um, it's a very interesting. It would be a very scientific, very interesting scientific paper that I would love to read about the linearity. So. Now you said you have seven kilos more, yeah. right? Then would you still be able to do the same reps with, let's uh, say, the same amount of kilos extra added? It, it was. Uh, well, that's yeah. a very good point. So, uh, it was. It was like that when the moment I was uh, trained, starting to train weighted one arm pull ups, uh, very specifically, at hmm? uh, around sixty two kilograms, I think. Um, started off with two point fives with higher volumes and then went like uh in a few a few intensity like i had three three blocks so volume and then it started going uh towards intensity at the end of intensity i had uh, singles and i managed to pull 10 kilograms barely over the bar left and right mm -hmm. um went into another cycle of three months uh kept progressing and putting on weight and the moment I tried the 10 kilos, so my 
my goal for this year was uh, 12 kilogram one arm pull up. Yeah. The moment I reached um, the singles again at the end of, of the three months, uh, I weighed almost four kilograms more than yeah. the three months before or three kilograms more kind of. And they actually went better. Uh, so yeah, if I think if you train it very well and you keep progressing and the, the weight gain is pretty stable, then it depends a lot on the day, I have to say, of for course. something like that. But I think it's it's very, very good. Of course, if like you have bigger uh, jumps, that's something I noticed the week after, like you sometimes are stable on a weight for a whole week. Absolutely. And then you have this ginormous jump of like one or two kilograms. Like I felt it. I had some days where I couldn't like, it was very, very hard for me. And, and now um, I'm other like, four kilograms heavier I do them with six kilograms just to maintain yeah and they work very very well but I, because I do a lot of pulling work and nearby and I think that's the key I pull up like I have heavy chin-ups three times a week yeah and that is what makes the difference and if that is not too much and it doesn't make me tired it will keep like maintain the one arm pull up or maybe even make it stronger like relatively stronger for sure because I'm heavier now. So if I go down with weight, I will probably be able to pull more mm -hmm. uh, just because more lean mass is there. So more muscle. And that's and the more. big point. Yeah. And that's, that's people, the thing. People yeah. are always scared yeah. to put on weight because, ah, then I'm going to be weak and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. you, you're not going to be weak. Sometimes you just have to put on some weight because that's the time when you also grow muscle mass. And if there's more muscle mass, usually you get stronger. And that's a big, 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 big point people tend to forget. The more muscle mass, the stronger you get. Especially if you train smart and have some strength cycles in it where you really... Like, yeah, in, just like increase yeah, your muscular yeah, adaptation. Exactly. You increase muscle adaptation and you understand how to, uh, how to use your your whole muscle, like the whole muscle fiber, let's say, the whole mass. Yeah, great. Like, so I think that's, in the end, the big answer. Yeah. Don't be scared. <laughs> I think we are, I feel like we've been trying to reconcile quantum physics and uh, <laughs> and uh, the theory of gravity, you know, like the answer that everybody's looking yeah, for, yeah, yeah. but I think we have it. I yeah. think we have it. We yeah. have it. Grow some muscle mass. Pussy, <laughs> <laughs> grow some muscle bigger, mass. Yeah. Get bigger, and then you can shred anyway later. You then you can shred, it. and I'm sure when I'm shredding, I'm gonna get my one arm, like my my front lever pull ups back again, as exactly. like they were two years ago. It just you have to be patient. You can't do everything at once. Yeah, like think a little bit bigger. Yeah, think bigger. Think of ten years. Yeah. Where, where can you be in ten years? I think that's a problem. Huh? A lot of people are in for the short term, but yeah. you know, you have to be in for the yeah. long term. Think yeah. big. Mm. Think longer distances. Yeah. Think longer horizon, and you're gonna get what you want, even yeah. more. Either one who's forty years old doing a full planche, doing uh, like front lever pulls, squatting three hundred. Pulling like a hundred, you know, with 40. <laughs> That's the goal. Yes. Having gray hairs, doing all that. <laughs> Not now. Stay tuned. And, and, if you, and you have to, to put some skills aside, 
Don't be scared. I've done it 1,000 times. They don't run away. It <laughs> takes some time. You start with loop bands again. Completely true. It, works. it requires a lot yeah. of maturity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It requires a lot of uh, trust in yourself, yeah. trust in your process, yeah. and uh, trust be, in your coach if you have yeah. one. And don't be the kid. Yeah. Don't be that yeah. one. I remember <laughs> thinking in days before, and then I started thinking in weeks, and in months, and now I think in years. Yeah, and same here. And then you just get patient and you're just like, yeah, okay, I can't do that right now, but yeah. I will be able to again. Like, And I'm stronger now. I know that. I know for all my athletes, yeah. they will reach their goals. It's just yeah. a matter of time. Yeah. Exactly. Then we will get there. So, and if you want to get there and you want to get a get into real training and stop bullshitting around <laughs> for the skills, hit up Dennis on Instagram. Dennis Kalis or uh, the team page I have with Leo Stenix underscore. All right. And if you want to go into the weighted game, hit me up. Um, Nick Tibu or Barbell Coaching. And if you want to follow a real monster in both, <laughs> check wild. out Alessio <gasps> the Wild. The Wild. 